0: May we have your own attention.
1: This is Suzanne, and this is Leanne, and we are two friends and fellow life coaches who live with inattentive type ADHD.
0: This podcast is a place to put our conversations about our lives, our work, and our relationships.
1: These episodes will definitely have squirrel moments and conversational rabbit holes.
0: So inattention is guaranteed.
1: Okay, Leanne, let's try to stay on point.
0: (laughs) Good luck with that. Let's go. Squirrels Squirrels out.
1: What were we going to talk about today now that we're finally... (laughs)
0: It took like almost two hours for us to like get ourselves, but we talked about other stuff and like, I didn't even ask you how you are. So I feel bad, but
1: I'm fine. I'm better. I started taking my anti-anxiety in the daytime instead of at nighttime and that's Mm -hmm. helped my sleep. So yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. But yeah, this winter uh, is kicking my ass enough that I'm, putting anti-anxieties and antidepressants back into the rotation for a little while. Totally needing that right now. So yeah.
0: Yeah. But there's no shame in that.
1: No, I, I think I was feeling, there was like a point of pride that I was like, yay. Like since I started taking like ADHD meds, it like took out, you know, took away that need for like anxiety stuff and depression stuff, but man, I'm telling you the winter following 2020, which that makes sense. Like we had 2020 and then we had winter. And so I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause winter's hard for me anyway, but just damn, like, yeah, it's really been getting to me. So. Yeah. Well, I'm
0: glad that you're finding stuff that's going to help you feel better.
1: Me too. Thank you. Cause at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Well, so some of it also is hormones.
0: Ah, I like your segue.
1: (laughs) Smooth. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You want to talk about hormones?
0: I think we need to talk about hormones. So I think like we were going to talk about hormones and like our menstrual cycles and PMDD, you were talking about a little bit and mm-hmm. like how our hormones and ADHD are adversely affected, like even more so yeah. for women when you yeah. have ADHD. Um, like recently there's researchers that are starting to see that like there's a correlation between ADHD and hormones throughout your entire lifetime. And it's not just like a monthly hormonal change, but it's like starting out from when you're younger all the way through the lifetime. And that like, I think they said average diagnosis for like a late diagnosis is between 36 and 38. And they're wondering if that's potentially because there's hormonal changes that happens in your thirties as a woman Mm -hmm. that start to kind of show some of these other ADHD symptoms, like depression and anxiety, and then the lack of focus and, you know, all of that, that you didn't maybe
1: see earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I looked it up because I was wondering if there was correlation and, and there is But just all of it, PMDD, postpartum depression, uh, climacteric mood symptoms, which is everything like perimenopausal to postmenopausal. So as soon as you start getting, you know, any kind of like irregular periods, which for me was like mid thirties, I started in on that. But um, yeah, that all of those things like just disproportionately impact women with ADHD diagnoses diagnoses. So, um, which is fascinating to me because with my, uh, late diagnosis and now looking back and, you know, understanding this, you know, this data and being like, oh yeah, because I absolutely had like postpartum depression. Um, but it took me a year to realize because it was after my first baby to realize that number one, it was postpartum depression because i just thought like this must just be what it is to have after you have a baby you're just mm-hmm. sad all the time and it's hard um so i went for like a year basically without knowing i even had postpartum depression and then now you know realizing that i also had undiagnosed ADHD um that right. played into that so man all that together now um kind of fascinating and then yeah i was right. diagnosed also with with PMDD about what was that? Like a, a little over a year ago. So yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. It all correlates. And like, I mean, I was kind of looking even back, like, um, how it's pretty common that girls a lot of times when they're like going through puberty and then they start to get diagnosed with depression and anxiety when they're adolescents. And a lot of times for girls, ADHD symptoms start to come out around the time that they're hitting puberty because our hormones are changing and because there's still so many misconceptions about ADHD and what it looks like in girls, doctors aren't catching those symptoms, but they know what depression and anxiety is and they know those symptoms and they see the hormone changes and so they just automatically are like, oh, you're depressed and you're anxious because you're a teenager and you're going through hormones and middle school and all this shitty stuff. So we're just going to diagnose you with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. versus like actually seeing some of these other symptoms. And me looking back, um, it's interesting because like I remember some of my middle school experience, like, but a lot of it's kind of blurred together and gotten foggy as I've gotten older. But I mean, I remember when I was in eighth grade, I was really, really depressed and I slept a lot and I was just tired and sad and anxious and in my head all the time and like felt like I was constantly just worrying and in my head and just daydreamy, very flighty and um, kind of not like I guess I was kind of a loner. I had friends, but like I just felt like just very in my own little world and I had been sleeping all the time and my dad and my stepmom, they had kind of pulled me like sat me down like on the couch in the living room and they were like you're either like on drugs or you're depressed but like something is up. Mm. And That was like the first time that I really like started to struggle with like depression and anxiety. And I had other life stuff because my parents had gotten divorced when I was four and I was in middle school and middle school sucked and wasn't quite in high school yet. And I'm going through hormone changes and puberty and the whole thing. But like, it was just interesting because like now that I'm reading more about ADHD and the more that I learn about it, the more I'm starting to think back from me as a kid and start to see how, as my hormones changed, as I went through adolescence and then into my adulthood, how like I can see as my hormones fluctuated, that was when I had really, really hard periods of adjustment. And I think it was so correlated with ADHD and I just never knew it.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have that info pulled up? Tell, tell me again, how, those estrogen cycles, like, because we have natural cycles of how that all works. Tell me again what that is.
0: So, um, and this is specifically for like a woman's menstrual cycle and average cycle length is about 28 days. And so generally um, as estrogen increases in our body, we have an increase of dopamine and serotonin and serotonin. So the first two weeks of our menstrual cycle is when you normally have a natural increase in estrogen levels. So our dopamine and our serotonin are going to naturally go up the first two weeks of our cycle. And then the second half of our cycle is when progesterone increases. And when progesterone starts to increase, that actually diminishes the benefit of estrogen in our bodies. So it can actually Reduce the effectiveness of medication because our meds tend to work better with estrogen and it's less effective with progesterone increases. So A lot of doctors are starting to pick up on this and are actually timing medication adjustments and like potentially increasing ADHD stimulant medication for women during the second half of their cycle. And then kind of going back down to lower levels during the first two weeks of our cycle to help to balance this estrogen progesterone hormonal change throughout our cycle. But so it's basically like estrogen goes up. So dopamine and serotonin are going to go up in the first two weeks, and then it's going to not have an effect because then progesterone goes up. So whatever estrogen increase we had, isn't going to really matter. And I think like as progesterone goes up, I believe estrogen Mm -hmm. starts to kind of go back down. So then you're going to have a natural decrease in dopamine and serotonin and ADHD brains don't make and produce dopamine the same way as people that have neurotypical brains. Right. So if we're not producing dopamine effectively as it is, and then you have hormones. Mm -hmm. Yep. So then it's no wonder why PMS and hormones and all of that is gonna feel like a thousand times worse for women specifically
1: with ADHD because that dopamine's gone. I, uh, I got the diagnosis. It was like the fall before last um, of PMDD. And at that time I had, I was living with my partner. I was like having these really intense, like mood swings. And I kind of attributed it to, there was like a lot of life stuff going on, but And then he very, I think he was so hesitant to try to point this out, (laughs) but he was like, "Um, do you like, have you noticed, like, are these, you know, periods, like, you know, these like kind of the, these like intense mood things, do they seem to be like showing up? Like, is this like the week before your period? And like, and I was like, how dare you? I was like, so I'm like, really, you're doing that? Like, are you on your period? Then I was like, but then I like took a beat and I was like, oh shit, I think you're right. I think it is though. And, and then I just
0: take a side note <laughs> to say how much I love him. Like he is the sweetest, <laughs> kindest, like don't want to hurt a single solitary person's feelings. Like I think of him like, and I hope he doesn't get offended by this, but like, no, I think I of think him as being like. The Snow White and Cinderella of like men where like he just gravitates like all the birds and animals and like they all just want to come and like love on him and like he just like he wants to take care of everyone and everything and he's just Mm -hmm. so sweet and like just naturally has that like very sweet caregiver – like yeah. personality. Well, he's, a, he's a
1: male too, which is very, yes. apparently not very common, but yeah. yeah I was also, literally I in my head
0: me. was like, oh, he's such a two. Well, you are a four. So I mean, obviously he's scared of you because we're kind of salty. I'm so prickly.
1: But, <laughs> yeah. Like bless his heart. He was like, um, Hey, and I'm like, how long have you been sitting on that? Like just wanted to pull that out. And I'm like also, but yeah, I think you're right. But like, so I went in and like <laughs> talked to my prescriber and was like, and she's about my age. And she's like, yeah, this is, this is about the time that we start, you know, but so I'm wondering how much of like PMDD, um, cause she said, yeah, it is like women, like once you hit 40, like your hormones are just not, you know, and again, I said like mid thirties is when I started getting kind of more irregular, but like that perimenopausal stuff and the, and the PMDD, which for me just comes out as like, kind of. Well, this all goes back to like the rejection sensitive dysphoria stuff. Mm. Totally pops up the week before my period. Mm. That's when I'm like triggered by everything. I'm like jealous of weird stuff and get angry about weird stuff and just like feel I'm just I'm crazy. Well, it looks aggressive, but I'm really just very, very sensitive. But it comes out as anger, you know, because that's whatever, because I'm an angry cow. But like, it's actually like I'm very like. I'm just very sensitive that week before, like everything hurts my feelings, but I like come out swinging, but
0: that's how I am. I'm probably Um, really fun
1: to be around is what I'm saying. So
0: that's so funny. I, um, I actually was looking into that a little bit where like, I think it's about three to 8% of people with ADHD, I think, or three to 8% of people in general, um, tend to have larger symptoms for PMDD than like the regular population. Mm-hmm. But there's also research that just suggests that women with ADHD in general are going to have more severe like premenstrual symptoms in general with mm-hmm. the neurotypical population because of our hormonal changes and the way that our brains process our chemicals anyway, that our symptoms for PMS are going to be a lot more intense. So... You're welcome to everyone everywhere. That
1: Good is normal.
0: And they're like, why the hell are you so goddamn miserable before you get your period? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. So you kind of started to talk about it. So, cause I think I had, um, written down some of my symptoms for PMS stuff. So like you kind of went into it. Are there any other symptoms or things that you see for yourself,
1: uh, before your period? I mean, it, it really is just moodiness. It's, um, I get my feelings hurt about everything I get. Um, I'm just, I have way less, less patience, I guess, like everything, like I get, and I think it's just because I'm tired or like, I need a nap or I need, you know, my, maybe it's my blood sugar, who knows? But like, I, I have like just kind of no patience. Um, And I think just overall, I'm just more tired. Like, I think maybe part of it is just like, I'm just tired. I just need a nap and some water, but yeah, those are like probably the big ones for like, like the week before my period for sure. Yeah. What are yours?
0: Sure. Um, So for me, um, and I don't know if part of this is because I got the Paragard IUD in 2016. And so it took like almost a year for my cycles to regulate again, because I just would bleed all the time and had terrible cramps. And like, I've noticed now that I have longer like symptoms, like of cramping just in general. Um, So I always cramp when I ovulate. I always cramp before I have my period, but it's like 10 days before I get my period, I start cramping. I have PMS symptoms. I just am emotional. I'm really sensitive. Like my RSD flares up to be like a thousand times worse Mm -hmm. than it ever is normally, which is just awesome. Um, And then like, as it gets closer to my period, I notice like probably three to four days before I get my period, I'm so angry and have zero patience. I snap at everything. I just, I get annoyed very easily. And I don't know that I'm really a patient person anyway. And I think it's because like my brain just is going all the time that I'm thinking of a thousand things. So it's hard for me to like wait and like take my time to like let something happen because by the time that that thing finishes, like I'm five, Mm Thoughts ahead of like where that was. And I'm like, why can't this just be done already? You Mm know? Um, But it's even worse. Like, before of my period and it's with other people. But then I also get really aggravated with myself because it's like, I feel like my brain is going faster than what my body can do. It's like I get extra clumsy and like annoyed. And so then it's like, I'll drop something and I go to pick it up, but I'm like irritated that I dropped something. And so then I go to pick it up and then I stub my toe and I get like even more mad. And it's like okay. a comedy of errors. Yes, and it's always I'm right before my too. period. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. I am too.
0: And then I'm like angrier about it because I have no patience. Cause it's like, I already don't have time for this. And then I'm just like making things even worse. So then it's just like adding more time to my mm-hmm. stuff. And it, just, it annoys the hell out of me. So I get angry with myself so much.
1: <laughs> okay. When you said per- is paracard is that the copper?
0: Yes, it's the copper one. Okay. So it's
1: non-hormonal. Right. So
0: I think because it's the non-hormonal IUD my cramping is worse mm-hmm. and just in general. But then, yeah. like we had just talked, which so now I'm curious because this may not just have something to do with the copper IUD because we were just talking about this before we started recording and started talking about butts. Um, <laughs> was that I think my psoas are psoas muscles are really, really tight. And it's like my left side specifically, and I had just went down this squirrely rabbit hole of, um, finding out that when your psoas are extra tight, because it l- runs like above, like through your abdominals and connects with your hips and everything that you can actually get abdominal cramps, like in addition to having the tight mm-hmm. muscle. Cause it's like, it clumps with all your nerves and stuff. So now I'm wondering if, It just flares up more because my psoas is tight. And then when I do have cramps, like it feels even worse than it normally would. So I'm hoping maybe my cramps will not be so bad if I, uh,
1: if I fix my. So do you actually have like, do you have like a 28 day cycle on an IUD? So mine's weird. Um, or not even 28 days, but do you have like a regular cycle on an IUD? Okay.
0: Mine is very regular, um, like, like clockwork at this point, but, um, let me find,
1: so I have a Morena. so I have, it's a, you know, it's a hormonal, uh, IUD, but so I have that. And at first, this is now my second one. Um, but for a long time, like I did, I, they were like very irregular and they're regular anyway. Um, and then my daughter Um, got old enough that like when, once she started having a cycle, she and I synced up. And so it was hilarious because my body was kind of trying to do its own thing, but then it would also pick up on her. And so for a hot second, my body was trying to have like two periods a month. And I was like, no, no, no. Like this isn't, if anything, I'm supposed to like not have periods. I'm not supposed to have like two a month. This is insane. And, um, so I had that going on. And then it's interesting because she just got an IUD. So now I'm like, what is this going to be? I don't even know like what our bodies are going to like try to do, like living in the same house with, I don't know. Let's see. So Uh, we'll see. I,
0: um, I track my cycle on flow. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of the flow app? Nope. I don't think so. Um, It's actually pretty cool and I don't pay anything for it, but, um, like you can track your cycle and track all your symptoms and it lets you track your mood and spotting. And like, even so far as like your like cervical mucus stuff. So like, if you're trying to get pregnant, like it kind of tracks for like fertility and things like that. Um, but so I have been tracking it for a couple of years now, actually on this app and it's pretty accurate. And I think my cycle, it actually kind of changed a little bit, but it's like around 25, 26 days is how long mine is. Um, Mm -hmm. and I spot like a few days, like several days before I actually start a full blown period. And then my period itself is probably like five days. Mm so
1: yeah it's crazy I some months I just have kind of like a hormone period Mm -hmm. but very little if any blood like Mm -hmm. if anything it's like usually it's like spotting and so that's why like a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago whenever that was that like I had a really bad period and I was like it was insane because it was like I had an actual period with like actual bleeding and like actual like hormone acne and just like all life and I was just like what is happening because I hadn't had a period quite like that in like a long time and so it's actually you know mine have really gotten a lot less like bleeding wise but while the hormones are just like you know the mood swings and everything is all there but right so it's been it's been interesting how it's I don't know the bleeding changed. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: See, and I've always had really heavy, like I thought I had heavy periods and then I got the copper IUD Mm -hmm. and then I found out what it was really like to have heavy periods (laughs) and like the really bad cramping. Um, But I didn't want to do the hormonal one because at the time I was, I had been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, the hypothyroid Stuff and that was in 2015, and I was really, really depressed, and I was like 45, almost 50 pounds overweight, and just a mess. And so she had said, "I think you have Hashimoto's," and like my labs were all messed up. And she said, "I really don't know if the hormonal birth control is going to be smart." And so then, like a year later, I ended up switching and got the copper. IUD. And so I'm really happy with it. Um, and it lasts forever. It's like Mm -hmm. 10 years. I think, um, it's just the heavier periods. So, but it's fine. Um, the one thing that I did start doing, I think it was a year, maybe almost two years now. I don't use tampons anymore. I use, it's not like a cup. It's a disc. It's called flex.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And so it's not even a cup. It's basically like a cervical cup almost. So it's like, it kind of reminds you of like a Nuva ring, like just like a black plastic ring almost. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this film, like almost like plastic wrap type of thing that like is like a little cup and you just like insert, like you fold it up and you insert it like you would with a tampon and you do like a Kegel to like suck it up onto your, like to cover up your cervix. Mm Um, And like, you can still have sex with it and like do all your normal stuff. And it lasts for 12 hours. And they've noticed that for a lot of women that use it, they actually have reduced cramping because of the way that it sits like up against your uterus. It actually helps to like hit up against some of those abdominal walls. So it helps to relax your muscles for cramping. So I do notice a difference of that between using tampons and then you're not like shoving like chemical laced mm-hmm. like cotton shit up inside your vagina where then you're like starting to cramp and you're like sitting in your own
1: mm-hmm.
0: like grossness. So yep. I've used those and I've loved them. Like I'll never go back to using anything else,
1: but. when well, not only that, but like as you get older and you start having like dryness and stuff too, and then you try shoving like you know, a cotton, dry, scratchy, like tampon up into that. And it's like, good grief. It's our yeah. poor vaginas. It's <laughs> They're
0: awful. Yeah. I don't think we, I think it's funny. Cause I think when we started to record this, the first time we had like given a disclaimer, where like, we are sorry for any men that are listening to this. Yeah. If you're not I don't interested know that there are in any. talking about periods, don't listen. Well, if my Maybe buddy Nick. James will, and, and my friend James, um, there might be a couple, because like my buddy James, like he listened to our first episode. I don't know how how much he's listened to us since he may have gotten tired of us. But um,
1: well, this is the week to pick it back up, James. This is the Welcome week to back. pick
0: it back up, James. Yeah. Well, and and I wish that he could see me because I have my New York Giants sweatshirt on today because it's Super Bowl Sunday when we're recording this, and so I had to wear Giants stuff because you know. They're not in the Super Bowl and I have to You could have told me they were today and I'd be
1: like, okay.
0: You'd be like, okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, um, it's fucking crybaby Tom Brady in the Super Bowl today. And so I had to wear like something to resist the the crybaby.
1: I didn't even know he had left New England. This yeah. is how little I know about this. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. What? I don't know. So So my buddy, James,
0: he lives in New Hampshire, but like grew up in Massachusetts. And so he's a huge Patriots fan. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it was just appropriate to just like, and he's a huge Tom Brady fan. I will get off my football rant because I could talk about this for hours.
1: No, I love that you welcomed your friend back by being like, welcome back. Here's period stuff. And also also I'm going to roast your your
0: (laughs) favorite quarterback. Yeah. Um, Brady sucks, James. Hope you hear this.
1: Well, what else? What else do we have um, to say about hormones?
0: I don't know. Oh, I did mention I didn't mention this like for my symptoms for PMS symptoms stuff. But um in addition to being extra emotional and like having all these cramps, I can't focus worth a shit. And I have the worst brain fog ever. Do you notice that with you at
1: all? I mean All the time. I'm trying to figure out if it's actually (laughs) worse. I don't think that's, I don't think that gets any worse. Like
0: I, I definitely notice it's worse for me.
1: Cause I feel like at least the second half all the time. Mm
0: -hmm. Like I notice it more the second half of my cycle. And I wonder if that's because like estrogen goes down, progesterone goes up. So dopamine, serotonin go down. And so like, I don't have that motivation to get dopamine chemicals, which would also, Oh, so you know what? This is interesting. Do you, I'm going to ask you this question, because this is something that I've kind of been doing on my own with my own little research stuff. Do you get cravings for food and stuff and eat more junk food and sugary stuff hmm, during the second half of your cycle?
1: Um, I think I used to for sure. Yeah. Because Um, I feel like overall starting on ADHD meds, like one of the side effects is, uh, you know, just decreased appetite and that really plays into like me just not, I I feel like that curbs cravings too. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I don't really crave
0: I've, yeah. I've noticed the same thing like since starting meds, but I do notice that because I'm not on a high enough dose and I'm just on this lower dose, I've noticed like the last couple months, especially because I think I've just been sitting on this lower dose and my body is just starting to kind of get used to it. And it's not really doing a whole lot that my cravings have started to go up Mm. again for like sweets and sugar, but It would make sense that if, and this is for neurotypical people as well, that if just naturally our dopamine levels are going to decrease because our estrogen is decreasing, that makes sense why so many people crave sugar and sweets and things like that during the second half of your cycle, as it gets closer to your period, because sugar, like literally gives your brain this massive dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I was just talking to you about too, but we'll cover all that. We'll do like a whole separate episode on that, I think. But yeah, that's interest. That would make sense.
1: I will say that if anything, I don't, I don't crave sweets as much as I crave salty stuff a lot overall, mm. but um, during my period is when I absolutely get cravings for like a peanut buster parfait, which is like my favorite like just sweet thing from a <laughs> i made i made that places. face
0: i made that face and then i realized that you couldn't see me through like the little screen thing so <laughs> then i was like oh let me make sure she can see it so i made that face that i like moved to the side
1: i so love peanut butter parfaits and like when i'm on my period like i'm yeah that's when i really want like a big like fudge and peanut yeah ice cream. So good. Oh
0: my God. So my kryptonite is anything with peanut butter and then specifically chocolate. Mm -hmm. So I like, I can't have peanut butter in the house straight up. Like I can't do it. Um, And I've even gone and it's, and I think this has actually been more so like, since I've noticed that the lower meds like aren't working. And like, so now it's like, I have zero self-control, but So when I was little, (laughs) my dad, like he loved peanut butter. And so he would just sit there with the jar and he'd take like a big old spoon and he would just sit on the couch and just eat peanut butter by the spoonfuls Mm -hmm. out of the jar. And so that's where I started to get into that habit. Um, And so then I had to like level up that habit and just make it 10 times worse by like taking a bag of chocolate chips and like dumping it in the do that in like too. Oh, oh my gosh God. so like I will literally like if I put it in a bowl like I will take like half a jar of peanut butter and then mix it with chocolate chips and I will just go to town and I'm like that's like 2500 calories mm-hmm. yeah and you know whatever and no big deal so then I was like okay I can't have that's crazy that you do it too that's funny Oh,
1: yeah. well, I don't mix it in there what I do is I take a spoonful of peanut butter and, and then, then I have, and chips. then I have, yeah, then I have like a cup of chocolate chips and I just like dip it in there dip and it. whatever sticks, <laughs> then I just like eat I've it. I've done that. Yeah. T- I've
0: done that too. And then like, I've done it where like I mix it all in together. Um, But that's hilarious. So good. Yeah. Um. So I was like, well, I can't have peanut butter in the house. And so I stopped having peanut butter. And as long as I don't have peanut butter in the house, I'm fine. Um, but then I was like, well, I really like peanut butter sandwiches sometimes. And like, there's some stuff that I can have with peanut butter or like, I want it for a recipe. And so like, I want little bits. So I got, they had like the little snack, like to go packs of them. Cause I was like, oh, it's portion control. Well, no, not when there's eight in a box and you just (laughs) eat four of them in a sitting like that doesn't make any less peanut butter in the house. That's like me to when to I just, get,
1: that's like when I get a pumpkin pie and I cut it into eight pieces and then I just sit and eat the eight pieces. Eat all pieces yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I have like, so we're definitely going to have to have a whole episode on all this. Cause that's, <laughs> that's amazing. And literally, but that is like the stuff that I still do. Like ever since I stopped drinking, like my emotional eating, like if I don't have my other shit, like under control and I'm mm-hmm. not on a high enough med dose, like I just go to town
1: with here's the thing. I, so I really like Jif peanut butter is my favorite. And I, I tell myself that I crave the saltiness of it, but in truth, Jif has so much sugar in it. There's a ton of sugar. Mm -hmm. And I know this because once upon a time I would do South beach on and off. And for South beach, you could do peanut butter, but it has to be the natural peanut butter that doesn't have, and it doesn't have sugar in it. And I was like, what is this natural peanut butter? And I would like I tried it. It's like the Adams. Is Mm -hmm. it? I really like Adams. Actually, I ate it and I was like, "Oh, this is what peanut butter tastes like without sugar." I was like, "Never (laughs) mind. I don't want this." And I like, I want a sugar fat bomb. Yes, it's the it's this like sugary, salty. Yeah, that's what it is. So I didn't even realize that I was giving myself a bunch of sugar every time I was Mm -hmm. like getting a spoonful of Jif. Yep, had no idea. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, I had also written down in my notes, and I feel like I was gonna go somewhere with this, but I don't know where because like it was just in my research notes before this podcast is um there's like a whole Reddit, like there's tons and tons and tons of stuff on Reddit about periods and ADHD. Mm-hmm. There's so many different threads. And so I think probably in my research, I had like done a Google rabbit hole and like did a periods and ADHD thing and saw like a Reddit thread. And then I got onto Reddit and then there was probably like 30,000 Reddit threads about periods and ADHD. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that like our conversation and just hormones and
1: how it seems to be a lot worse for ADHDers. Okay. This I'm going to throw in at the end too, just because I don't know. Cause I don't, I, I thought about this at the beginning when you were talking, uh, and, but didn't have time to look it up, but there is uh, a chick and we could put it in the show notes. Uh, we'll drop like a, I don't know, a website or Instagram or something, but she has a whole thing around, um, creating and, um, like entrepreneurship um, structured around your natural cycle. Really? So, yes. And it's fat. I've heard her on other podcasts and it's fascinating. I think she might have her own podcast, but, and I can't even remember her name now, but yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. But the whole thing is like, you know, during this week of the month, you should be like creating like, this is great. Like, and so when you're, you're most creative, like this is like content creating and da da da, And like, and then this time is when you're most, you know, like organizing type stuff. And then this, you know, time of your cycle, but it's all structuring, like running your business, like around your natural cycle, which I think is oh fascinating. That so is yeah. fa-
0: so I need that because I wonder if that would help me a little bit. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Side note, speaking of organizing, I, I think I, I told you how my mom like got into a big kick after our one episode with mm-hmm. the whole organization thing. <laughs> So this morning, like, so I had sent you that Marco to be like, Hey, what time are we recording? And then like, I started to fuck around in my, like, I have like a, I have a two bedroom apartment. And so the second bedroom is like my catch-all for like my 85,000 hobbies. And then like, my bookcase with all my textbooks that I never look at and can't part with. And like just basically a storage thing. And I had this big filing cabinet and I went through and like cleaned out my whole filing cabinet this morning. So I have like an Ikea bag full of papers to get rid of because I like cleaned it all out.
1: Good job. Mm -hmm.
0: Nice. I was proud of myself. So yeah, hormones. So I think actually, like, I don't know, is there anything else that we want to talk about with hormones or anything we feel like we've missed?
1: If there's extra stuff, we'll just, yeah, we'll drop, we can drop stuff in show notes. I'll, I'll send you stuff. We can always like hit this topic again too. So yeah, yep.
0: absolutely. But I mean, it's nice. Cause I feel like this is probably one of our shortest episodes mm-hmm. that we've done. So it can give people a break from <laughs> hearing our obnoxious voices
1: whatever. We have great voices. <laughs> my slurriness. It's going to be great when I get my braces off and I sound just normal again. I don't know. Uh-huh. We'll see.
0: It's going to be weird. Cause then you're going to like probably struggle with talking normally again. Cause your yeah. mouth is going to be so weird from like moving funny. Yeah. It was good talking to you. Yeah. You about too. Hormones. and scaring away all two men that listen
1: to our podcast. Yay. All right. All right. Well, cool. Cool. Go Super Bowl sports ball. I hope you team does good. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady sucks.